following audio is from Deering Christian Church. Join us Sunday mornings at 10.15 or check us out at DeeringChristian.org. I just want to start with this. I just want to start by telling you that I, I love you. I, I love my church. And, and I know it's not like, you know, J- Jamie brought up that Jerry Maguire moment here a while back, you know. And it's whatever, but I, I, I really do love you. And I actually think that um, I've, I've in, inside as I, as I looked and I prayed about my church family and I prayed about what God is doing here, I don't know if I, I, I think it, but you know in parenting with my children, I make sure I say it as often as possible. Make sure that I tell them as often as possible because I, I don't want to be one of those parents in their life that they're like, well, I think my dad loved me, but, you know, I think he's just always trying to show me. He never really said it, you know. And I don't want to, I, I want to be one of those parents that I'm showing them, but I'm also telling them too. And so I make sure and tell my, my children that I love them. And, and I make sure and tell my wife that I love her. And, and I started thinking, I was like, man, I, I don't know if I've done a good job at, at telling my church family, that I love them. And, and I, I started to think through this. I hear people say about their churches, and, and I don't know what you hear, but um, and, and maybe it's just because that title minister is along with my name, which sometimes, sometimes changes conversations. I don't know if you know that, but it, sometimes it changes conversations as you get closer to them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, sometimes it changes conversations as you're walking away from them, and sometimes it just changes where the conversations are going altogether. Um, some of the things that I hear is I, as I hear, um, these are the things that are going on at my church. Just about, just when I talk to people out and about, these are things that are going on at my church. Or, or um, this is the church I attend. Or, hey, we really like our minister. But you know what I don't hear a lot of? I don't hear a lot of people tell me, just in general, that they love their church. I just don't, I just don't hear it as I just talk with people on a, on a normal basis. And I'm not, I'm not even, this is not a dig about anything here. This is just in general. And I, I think maybe it's almost a little foreign uh, for people to, to, just, to just say it out loud. Like, I love, I love my church. And for me today, I've realized that that needs to change. And it's not that, it's not that, that the feelings weren't there, okay? Because I feel like we're talking in a relationship right now. Like we're sitting down together and we're having, we're having a meal together. And, you know, we're talking relationship things. And, and I'm not saying that, I'm just saying that I realized it's really important to say that. Every week... Um, we come together and we say our mission statement. And this is also, like, when you say you love your church, one of the things you're saying is you're saying, I love the mission of my church. That's one of the things that you're saying. It's, it's not about loving your church building, right? It's about loving your church, each other. And, and, and part of that is saying, I, I love the mission of my church. And you know, the mission of our church, we talk about it every single week, and there's a reason that we didn't talk about it a while ago, because we're going to talk about it right now. Uh, the mission uh, of our church that we've set out is to be a light, is to bring others to salvation, and to build disciples. 
Church, do you love that? I, I mean, I think it's something that you really got to ask yourself. Do I love that? Um, you don't have to love me. You don't have to love Jamie. I, I don't know if the goal is, is to, for, for anybody to feel like, well, you know what? We really like our pastor. Um, I, think we just, I think we just need to evaluate, do we love our church? I love my church. Here's some things that I love about my church, because I don't know if it's fair just to say I love something and not explain why. I love the way that you serve one another. You do a really good job at that. I love the way that you care for one another. I love the way that you teach one another's children. I love the way that I see you step up and care for people outside of the church and love them. Some of the most, the encouragement that I gain through the week is hearing how my church is ministering to people. You see, I come to this place uh, a lot like Jamie, and I don't come here, I know that it probably, like, preacher just comes, sits at his desk and does whatever, like, come on now, you know that's not true, okay? I promise you, you will find me in the attic, you might find me outside working on something dirty and sweaty, you might find me whatever. And all those things are done because I love my church, that's why I'm doing them. I'm doing them because I love my church. I know if, if we can get this thing done, this is going to help people. This is going to help serve people better. And in the midst of doing that, there's somebody that stops by and, and just talks about life and talks about the things that they're doing. And, and you know, sometimes it's, it's a full-blown, like, let's talk about it, you know? I'm dirty right now. Let's sit down and talk about it. Or sometimes I'm just in the office, you know, because that, that's part of of it too, and I'm, and I'm working on something, and, and we get to sit down, and, and we get to talk about life, and we get to talk about what, what God is doing in, in this person's life, and, and you know, and the way that God has been working in them lately, and man, I am so encouraged by that. I'm so encouraged to hear the different ways that they are being a light, that they, that you are bringing others to salvation. It was so cool this week to talk with Tammy for a moment. I don't know where Tammy is even sitting. Okay, and Tammy was like, she was just explaining in detail about how she's sharing her, her faith right now with a friend, and that friend is ready to get baptized. And, and we were just kind of talking about that. And so later this week sometime, um, they're going to be coming up here because her friend has never been here before, and she's very, very intimidated right now. And, and I was like, that's okay. It's okay. Tammy is sharing her faith with somebody, and, and they're going to come up at some point this week, and they're, they're going to get in that baptistry. And it's kind of funny because it's Tammy, but... It's Tammy, too, you know, so her friend's name is Tammy, and so, but I gained so much encouragement from that. I love my church. I love seeing how my church works, how they love and care for one another. I do think it's important to say that, though. Church, I, I want you to love your church, and, and maybe you've never said that. Maybe you've, that's never been something audible that's come out of your mouth, but I want to challenge you with that this week. I want to challenge you to sit and think through, is this a place I can love? And if I've never said it out loud, why not? Why haven't I ever said it out loud? Because I'll tell you, sometimes we get caught up in little grumblings and little other things, and those things kind of overshadow. And sometimes it does it really matter? Or do I do I love my church? Do I love what my church is about? Do I love the people that are there and how they love each other? Love how you serve one another. I love how you see, how I see you living out, being, bringing, and building. Um, 
I want to take a moment and I want to talk about two different two different ways to view Christianity. And this is a little bit about what we've been talking about upstairs. And, and one is Christianity as an institution. And the other is Christianity as a movement. And I, and I feel like this is really important because um, although both of them may show access to God and both of them may have that same promise, I think that one of them sells short hugely. And so I just want to compare and contrast a, a list here for a moment and, and just let you think through this. I, I, I think that um, an institution, on the institution side, we may find ourselves knowing God but not connected with eternal purpose and, and frustrated, okay? And, and when we get in that, we could feel stalled out in our relationship with God. I, I feel like I know about God, but I feel like I'm frustrated and I'm stalled out. And, and the other one being the understanding and, and seeing Christianity as a movement, and that's both I know God and I'm living connected to eternal purpose that he's created me for. So, um, Tim, I, I know that I might have put them in there really clunky and hard to follow along with, but let's examine the two. Institution. So, institution views Christianity. Christianity is mainly a place I go on Sundays. It is, Christianity is mainly a set of doctrines to believe intellectually. It is, Christianity is best seen by the active within the church facility, by the activity within the church facility, like this, right? Institution sees the local church is a hotel for saints to be fed, wed, and buried when dead. Right? You see what we did there? (laughs) The movement is different, though. The movement is this. Christianity is a community of people on a mission. I am the church 24-7. I've got my head up, and I'm living with a mission. The movement sees Christianity as both a doctrine to believe and a life to be lived. It's not just saying, I believe in God and I believe in his word, but it's applying it to our life and the way we live our life. Uh, Christianity is best seen by its impact on culture. It's active. Christianity as a movement is active. And it's best seen about how it's impacting the people around us. In the movement, the local church is a hospital for sinners to find health and life. Right? And that's, that's, what, that's what the family is about. Like, there, there should be able to be people that, that are stepping in, that are broken, and they, and they feel like, this is okay. It's okay for me to feel broken here. I don't have to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and we know that, but do we live that way? Are we, are we welcoming? Are, what we doing, are, are we doing things to intentionally welcome and allow that? And I'm not saying sell out to anything. I'm saying be Jesus. So here's two questions. First question is this. Do you love your church? Do you love your church? Do do I love my church? And the second question is this. Do you want to build a life that matters? Do you want to build a life that matters? The two points we're going to look at today is is this. Um, I can build a life that matters. That's going to be the first point that we're going to look at. Because I think we need to know it. I think, I think somebody needs to say it. And I think we need to hear that I can build a life that matters. I can do that. And the second is this. I can be set free. I can be set free. And, and so I think we need to talk about that freedom for a moment. But, 
um, here's the bottom line, and this is what I want you to get at it today, and I'm just going to say it right now before we work through any further. I, I believe we've been rescued to rescue others, church. I don't think we've been rescued just to float through life and continue to do whatever I want to do and live however I want to live. I, I, I believe that we've been rescued to rescue others. When Jesus came back from the resurrection, he left his disciples with the Holy Spirit, right? The gift that he promised them, but he also left them with the Great Commission, and we know that, church, right? Matthew 28, 19, Melvin, there it is. The Great Commission, and we know that, and, and we talk about it often. But I don't know if we, if we allow it to sink in, that that is, that is the movement of the church. That's the movement that we've been invited into. To go forth and, and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of, uh, of the Father, Son. That, that teaching and preaching, that that is a lifestyle, that that is an active part of the Christian's life. To go and to, and to live that out. I think we hear it and we're like, that would be a good mission statement for a church. No, that is the mission statement of the church. That's the mission statement of, of, of God's church, is the Great Commission. Right? Remember the institution, the place for saints to come and feed and wed and be buried when dead. That's not, the, the Great Commission energizes the movement. Um, it, it's interesting that he releases that first to the same group of guys that he invited to become fishers of men, Right? He invited them to be part of that movement. That, that was his invitation to the movement. Not an invitation to, hey, I have the answer for um, eternal health, right? I have the answer for salvation. Because Jamie talks often about this twofold idea of God. God as Savior, God as Lord. Both are the same, but in the institution, we'll look at God as Savior. And it may very well completely miss God being Lord. In John eight thirty one, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Um, this next verse, verse 32, this is the most, you know, anybody that's been in prison, this is like their favorite verse, okay, I promise you. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. <laughs> um, that's really funny if you think about it, but it's also really true, okay, if you've got context. Um, but... Um, we're descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? Isn't that very interesting? So here's the scenario. Jesus is talking to believers, but the crowd is mixed company. And so, but in this mixed company crowd, it says Jesus is speaking to believers. And, and, and Jesus tells them, this is what you can do to be set free. And they ask a question. They said, we have never been slaves to anyone. Now, th just think for a moment. We're not going to dive into this. What was the Exodus about? Have these guys forgotten everything that they've come from? Have these guys forgotten their heritage? You, your people have spent a lot of their time enslaved. And you, you just want to see Jesus just like crush right now. You know, <laughs> like, oh... That's perfect. Slow and bouncy. It's going over the back fence on this one, you know. Um, and and they, they walk right into it. 
And he says, Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, anyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. And you go on and see, this is a pretty tough piece of text for these believers that are in this crowd that Jesus is speaking to. Like he basically says, no, you're worshiping a false god. That's who you're worshiping. You're not even connected to the real god. You're you're connected to the gods of your stomach. You're connected to these false idols. You're connected. You're you're not connected to, because I'm connected. This is what he's saying. He's like, I'm Jesus. I'm connected to the real God. And you're in opposition of me right now. And you're still living in slavery. But I came to set people free. Because see, even at this time, they're saying, who could enslave us? What about Rome, right? Like, they're enslaved by Rome right now. That's why so many people got confused about what Jesus was saying. They thought he was coming to release them from Rome. And he kept trying to tell them, no, that's, I'm, I'm working on something bigger than that. I'm working on something bigger than that. I'm working on something that's forever. And they, you know, they, didn't, they didn't get it. They just get, didn't get it. You know what? I think it's frustrating to build a life and spend your time around something that will not last and does not matter. Think about that for a moment. What kind of things will not last and do not matter? I know that if I think about, like, I've done a whole lot of things in life that I'm like, man, I waste a lot of time, and that does not matter, and that will not last, you know? Um, you, you think of really, like, neat things that you see out and about, you know? Like, um, I, I was just like thinking of like landmarks and things and I was like you know the other day I drove by the Brown Mansion and I have that name Brown and so I remember I told a lie one time when I was younger I was like yeah my family used to live there you know but it was just a joke and but you drive by it and you're like wow what a place and, and as you can see it's just deteriorating right it's just it's just it's just deteriorating and people try to restore it and they spend time on it and and, and it just kind of deteriorates it's because it, it, it does not matter and it will not last. And there are all kinds of things that slip into our lives that are that way. There's a difference between living for treasure and living for kingdom. And I think it has everything to do with, how we, with which lens we see Christianity through, an institution or a movement. God cares about your job and career. Okay, he does. I don't know if he cares exactly what you're doing. I don't know. But but it matter. But what you're doing, it does matter to God, if that makes sense. Or maybe it's not your job that really matters. Maybe it's why you're doing your job that really matters to God. Maybe it's not. Maybe you you ask yourself like. Is this career at wherever, the refinery, John Deere, uh, the, the, you know, anywhere here, does this job really matter? And I, and I don't know if it's the job that matters, but I think it's why I'm at the job that matters. Because inside that, we can still see Christianity as an institution or a movement. Because I think why, why you're at your job, I think that really matters to God. This is my notes here. Uh, so the Jews are questioning Jesus. 
in this, the, the Jews are questioning him, and he, he's checking them, right? And he's saying, um, you're actually not living in freedom. You're still living in bondage. And they don't really get it because they're like, no, our people have never, how, who can hold us down, you know? Like, and he's like, man, you've already forgotten where you're, 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 not, you're not seeing what's going on right in front of you right now. And for us, I think the thing that I have to, to ask myself is, what are those false things that we, we say, like, I, I believe, I believe in God, but what are those false things that slip in? You know, and I, I don't want to pick on anything. I think we need to build that list together. Allow yourself to think through that and build that list, but maybe some of them are, you know, those, those big jobs that come with money and then stuff is purchased, right? And then, you know, the, you know the game, right? Then we're, then we're working for the stuff, right? And so then we're like... We're like being owned by the job, and then I'm obligated. I have to go there because it's paying for the stuff, and I like the stuff. And you see how, like, man, my life is being controlled by this, by this stuff. That's the that's what's controlling my life. Is stuff bad? No. Please hear, stuff is not bad. Okay. Unless it's being put over God. Are kids bad? Absolutely not. But if their activities. If their activities are being placed above priority of God, I think our children can become false idols in our lives. And that's really tough. And as parents, we got to realize that. The purpose of us being able to be blessed with children is not to make them the idols and gods of our life. It's to just, it's to just raise them to know God and to allow our shoulders to be a spiritual launching pad out into the world that they might get further spiritually than we were. And that's, that's a tough thing because man, we, 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 want, we want to do everything we can for our children, right? Um, what, about, what about our hobbies? So stuff's not bad. Children, obviously not bad. Hobbies, no, those aren't bad. Unless they're in the way. Unless they're in the way. Unless they've been placed in the way of God. And so I think when we look through the lens of a movement, we have to ask ourselves, what am I living for? Like, is, is your relationship with God stalled out? Are the things that we've been talking about, are they, are they just falling in your, like, the spiritual disciplines? I don't really know. I don't feel like it's doing anything. I want to I just challenge you and ask you, are you viewing Christianity and, and, and the invitation to be part of something, be part of a movement that's active, that's moving, that's functioning now? And is that, is that what you, is motivating your life? Um, if your life is dominated by something that isn't the fruit of the Spirit, that may be an indicator that there's some sort of idol worship in your life. Jamie touched on the fruit of the Spirit the other day. And if your life is being dominated by something that's not that, if it's being dominated by something that's not, that's not God, that's not God's movement and mission, if it's being dominated by something and it's, it's plain, it's like this is being completely dominated and so, but I want you to think through this. This is not how many hours you spend at work because you don't, have to be, you don't have to go to work and be dominated by work, right? Because we're part of a movement that really matters because my life really matters. And it's not like saying, like, look at me, my life really matters. But you know what I'm saying. Because I go out in the world and I'm looking for opportunity. I know that my life at the, at the car dealership, my life at the tire shop, my life at the refinery, my life at, at delivering mail, my life wherever it is, 
there's another, there's another purpose that I've really been created for that's going on at the same time, right? And part of, part of this job is I get to use this job as a means to live out the movement in my life. And I know some of us are bound a little bit. Don't be scared by that. Don't, don't, don't back off and, and, and sit down to that. When this happens, uh, sometimes when we're not movement-focused, we get caught building something now that cannot last and does not matter. Okay? You, kinda, you follow along with that? Sometimes when we are not movement-focused, we get caught building something now that cannot last and does not matter. You know what happens when, when people get caught in that? And, and I've, I've been in a really, like... Um, neat situation, and I, and I say it neat in um, the, the realization that takes place in these moments in, in different friends' lives, um, is, is they begin to realize that. They begin to realize at some point, like, I have put all of my life into something that it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. And look what we built, and it's cool. But it's not going to last. It's, it's not really going to last. But I can. My, my life does matter. And I can build something that will last. When that happens, I think it leads to unforgiveness. I think it leads to frustration and depression. I think it leads to fear and anger. And, and those things, they're, they're, they still joy and they still blessing. And church, all the blessing is for you. Like, it's all for you. Like, and I, this is not like, hey, you know, here's, success, here's steps to be financially blessed in life. Then we know that's not true. We know that, that God blesses us with joy in our lives. Because he, he connects us to the purpose that we've been created for. When we're living and we're active and we're part of the movement, and that's how we're seeing our life, and, and that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're waking up for. We're building something that matters, we're building something that lasts for eternity. If you make your goal in life about building God's kingdom, guess what? It sets you free. It sets you free. We know when we seek, when we confess, repent, um, and, and are baptized, we know that in that, that there's, that there's freedom in Christ, right? But I don't know if we talk about what that freedom is. You know that if there's sin that's going on that needs to be confronted, right? That's in the way. And we, we, we might sometimes talk about that sin and this, this oh, this, this thing that needs to be overcome. And, and it does. But you, do, you, do you know that God can actually restore you and make you a different creature? When that thing is given to him and confessed and, and repented about, it's not going to mean that there's no sin in, in our lives, it's like we're constantly, we, we learn like, oh, man, I was wrong there. Man, that needs to be adjusted there. That's okay. But there's also freedom, and I get to live my life for the king. I don't have to live my life for stuff. I don't have to. The, the world that doesn't know Jesus, they can live their life for stuff if they want to. And in the end, guess what? They're going to be sad. And they're going to be filled with anger and frustration. Because they're going to come to realize, I've, I live my life for false gods. I've lived my life, and I've given all my time for stuff that does not matter and will not last. Church, 
the, the movement is about building on something that does last and does matter. We've been rescued to rescue. Uh, Acts, Acts 2, uh, 46 and 47, it says, um, They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in their homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Um, how often did they do that, church? How often? So the students upstairs, they, they put a word there. They said, er day. Er day they did these things, church. Er day. And I, I want to list what this looks like because sometimes it was like, well, we've got to get up to the church to share in a mill and do this, you know. Like, no, that's not, like, it's, it's not that. It's, it's bigger than that, okay. It's not coming to a building and having a mill. It's, it's bigger than that. And you've got to see it. Because that's not all the church was doing. This, these are things the church was doing. The church was daily spending time in the Word. Okay? It didn't say they went to the church to spend time in the Word. It says the church was daily spending time in the Word. It says the church daily took time to pray. They didn't go to the church to pray. The church daily took time to pray. The church daily looked for opportunities to perform acts of kindness. They daily looked for opportunities. What if we, that's being a light, like looking out and, and we're starting our day. No matter what your job is, no matter what it is that you're going to go out and do tomorrow at 9 o'clock, what if you just prayed for and you were daily like, what is one act of kindness that I could do today? Not for just being a nice person, but there's nothing wrong with being a nice person, Right? What's the worst that can happen to you? Like, that person's a really nice person. Like, what? why wouldn't we want to do that, right? But, but, it's, but it's bigger than that because I'm looking for this act of kindness to do so that maybe, maybe it's noticed. And if it's noticed, guess what? It's not about me. Somebody, well, why, hey, why did, why did you do that? Why did you pay for that? Why did you help with that? Why? Hey, because I wanted to show you God's love in a practical way. That's me being part of the movement. That's me living my life with purpose and focus. That's me building a life that really matters and that's going to last. Because if I get to share the gospel with that person, if you get to share the gospel with that person, you change their eternity. You're not just, you're not just cha- helping them out like you, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. You're helping them build some fence, so they're helping you build some fence. Like, No, that's not, that's not what it's about. It's about me looking out and saying, how can, how can today I be intentional about some sort of act of kindness? And I've got my head on a swivel, and I'm going into work, that dreaded place, okay? And I've got the Monday shakes, and it's shaking me down. And I'm going in there, and I'm like, where, where's... Oh, it's, he's getting an act of kindness today. Whether he wants it or not, he's getting some kindness today. I think when we do that, we start to realize that we're part of the movement, and that we're actively living it out, and that we are invited to do that. What about this? They, they daily looked for and, and, and strived to be ready for spiritual conversations with unbelievers. You ever pray about that in the morning, church? You ever like, God, let somebody come across my path today that doesn't know you and just give me something to say because I'm an idiot and I probably won't have the right answer, but give me something to say. And then you pray about that and then you go to work. Like, 
that's, that's daily being part of the movement, daily living that out and, and praying for that opportunity and being ready. You know, not being like, hey, so um, I got this thing going on. Hey, I don't have time for that right now. You know, and like, oh, we can't do that. You know, but we do that at church all the time, and it's too bad because it's so easy to get caught in that thing. And I know, like, Sunday mornings, I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush about it. Like, there's a lot that, that's done, and I'm busy, and I know that sometimes I miss conversations with people, and I get that. Um, but, you know, there's so often that we walk by each other and we walk by people in general and we're like, hey, how you doing? I'm good. And we're gone, you know. But I think this is a step further. This is that intentional, like, looking for those things and daily looking for how I'm a part of the movement and impressing it further than that. Making it personal. Making it personal and listening to how often, how often does anybody ask you, so how are you doing in your relationship with the Lord? See, I think that's that next thing, is daily nudge each other towards a closer walk with Jesus. Like, we've been gifted with one another, right? To encourage one another. You're not getting in each other's business, you're just being encouraging. I think that's a great question to ask the people that that you love and care about. So, hey, how are you doing in your walk this week? How's it going? And, And I pray that you can connect with somebody that you could let down your guard and you could say, you know what, it's been a really tough week. And this is why. But I also pray that the church, that we're the people, that as we look at one another, that we're like, we get past that stage fright, and we can say, hey, so how, how are you doing in your walk with the Lord? How's your family doing? You know, one of the best things for me is I love it when I share something with somebody, when I feel like I can share something with somebody. I share it with them, and it's a prayer request, Okay. And I know that I'm a dude, and so, you know, if you're a dude, you're probably like, I don't just throw prayer requests out there all the time, right? But have you ever thrown a prayer request out there? And then say a month, six months, a year later, that person say, so hey man, how's that thing going? Like, I want that to happen for me. Because I know that person is still praying for me. And they have been praying for me, and they remembered I don't want to share nothing with somebody that's just going to forget about it. Daily. Daily. I think it's so important, church. Um, your, life is a, your life is the connection point, point for people. Okay? I think sometimes we try to come up with all these elaborate ministry plans and we're like, okay, so this plan that the church has been praying for, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to... And we forget like, no... You're a Christian. You're part of the movement, right? God has set you free. You're not, you don't have to live for the world anymore. You get to live as he's the Lord of your life, and you get to live for him. And you, you get to serve him. Part of that is what you get to get up and do today, no matter what I'm doing today, to pay for whatever i got to pay for, to do the life that i got to do, to contribute to community right here. Guess what? I'm really living for the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Think about that for a moment. No matter what happens to our country, Okay, I mean, we're not living in a godly country. I don't know if that's like crazy news to break to you, but America is not really a godly country. The leadership is not godly. I mean, it's been founded on some godly principles, but we can keep telling ourselves that, but it's really not. But guess what? We're not living for our country. We're living for the citizenship of heaven that we've been grafted into. And that's a country that will not fail and will not deteriorate. And when I'm living for that and I'm serving that, I'm building something that does last and does matter. 
But that's not where a lot of the world spends their time. See, they get, it's so easy to get caught. It's so easy to get caught into building something that cannot last and does not matter. We're the church. I love you. I love the church. Let's build our lives around something that matters. The, the, kingdom, the kingdom of God, church. The kingdom of God. And, and here's the thing. Don't be obligated, okay? Be purposeful. Do you see the difference? I'm obligated to do this stuff for God. You know, I'm obligated to go serve in the faith cove. I'm obligated to go help these people because I'm a Christian. You know, like, man, what is that? Like, that's institutional. That, that, that's an institutional mindset. But I, I'm living purposeful. And, and when I'm living purposeful and I'm doing those things, I'm building something that matters. I'm building something that lasts. I'm building something that's bigger than me. I get to be part of something. I, I've been rescued to rescue other people. It doesn't even matter what their response is to it. It really doesn't matter. I've been rescued to rescue other people. I've been invited to be part of the movement. Uh, Matthew uh, 26, 4 says, We cannot serve two masters. I love the one and hate the other, but I cannot love them both. Right? And we know that. Building life that matters is absolutely about freedom in Christ. I hope you see that. I hope that, the, I hope that you could gather that this morning, that this is absolutely about freedom in Christ because nobody can control me. I don't know if you, if you really, like, you, somebody could physically make you do something, but internally, nobody can make me not live for the Lord. Can anybody make, could anybody make you, church, not live for the Lord? Inside, these are the parameters that have to take place here at the office. Okay. Can't control me inside, though. I'm thinking about whatever I want to think about right now. Doing all kinds of nice things. Hey, why are you doing that? Hey, talk to me after work. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> right? That's freedom in Christ. That is freedom in Christ. Knowing that he'll make you a new creation. And that what he's created you for is bigger than the mundane things that we get stuck in that will not last and do not, does not matter. And I'm not trying to say that nothing in life matters, okay? Thing, it's, it's not like that. But, church, you, you know what I'm talking about. Let's live our lives loving each other. Let's, let's be a church that, that, that looks at one another and begins to have those feelings, okay? Like, I love my church. I love what my church is about. I love the, I love the people, that I get to, to do church with. Let's not live our lives and at some point get to uh, a position where we feel like, I wish I would have done more. Like, and we have the freedom right now to draw that line and do something different, right? Like right now, like that's, that's your freedom. Whatever it is, this is your life. And God, God has set us free of the bondage of, of Rome, uh, of, of the bondage of Pharaoh. God has set his people free. God has said that sin doesn't need to own your life. You confess, repent, and that he will make you a new creation. And he, and he also says that you don't, have to, you don't have to be owned by no other God. That you can live your life for, for him. 
We've been rescued to rescue. That, that is the movement. And I was reading through Jude this week, and Jude is such a, like it's a little warning book, you know. But in there, Jude 23 uh, says this. It says, and you must show mercy to those who, whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Like, think of that. Like, is, I don't know what like, your purpose statement is. But do you ever think, like, just get up in the morning and just pray and just, God, I just, like, help me, help me have the right conversations. Like, help me see who's hurting today, right? Help me be deliberate with my time today. God, help me just to follow through with an act of kindness. Why? To snatch others from the flames of judgment. Because I've been rescued to rescue others. No, I'm not God. But as long as I'm daily holding on to the stuff, I'm daily in the Word, I'm daily spending time in prayer, guess what? I've got a hold of the anchor of life on this hand. And I can just, I can snatch others. And that is our purpose for life, church. And when that's part of our life and that's where our freedom is found, we're not stalled out. We're living with eternal purpose. And I don't know what could be more fulfilling than that, to know that my life matters. I'm building something that will last for eternity. It It doesn't matter how it might be ridiculed or looked at, right? It doesn't matter, like, what kind of bad things could happen to me. Remember the life of the apostles. And they sat in jail for proclaiming the name of Jesus... And they were filled with joy. And said, no, can't nobody take this away from me. Can't nobody take that away from me. Church, the, the time is now and the movement is right now. And I want to challenge you, first of all, to love your church. And second of all, to build your life around something that will last and something that matters.